right now, more than 50% of Delaware workers do not have access to even unpaid leave. Senator Sarah McBride hopes to change that with Senate Bill 1, the Healthy Delaware Families Act. You know, at the end of the day, as we've seen through this pandemic, people shouldn't be forced to give up their income in the face of an illness or a major life event. McBride says under Senate Bill 1, Delawareans would have access to paid family and medical leave for 12 weeks, a measure that would make life a bit easier for people when challenges arise. Representative Deb Heffernan echoes the same message, but one geared to those who have doubts about the bill. You know, some people would say we can't afford to do this, to do SB1. I say we can't afford not to. Everything you want to know about Senate Bill 1, as well as reaction from Amy Ronahan, a local teacher who also weighs in with a personal story. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. I'd like to welcome our very first guest to Whip Count, Senator Sarah McBride. She's here to discuss Senate Bill 1, paid family and medical leave. But let me just say thank you for joining us again because it's been a while. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it has been a while. We talked when when the the freshmen were all starting, and now we're deep in the legislative session. And it's great to great to talk with you again. Yeah, how's everything going? It's been it's been busy, but really exciting. I'm I'm thrilled we're back in the building and able to see one another again. It, it's been a, a productive and eventful session, and and I'm excited for us to head into the home stretch. You've been busy this legislative session. Tell us the motivation behind Senate Bill 1. Sure. So Senate Bill 1, the Healthy Delaware Families Act, would add Delaware to the growing list of states that provide paid family and medical leave to our workers. Right now, more than 50% of Delaware workers do not have access to even unpaid leave. Um, This legislation would ensure that Delaware workers could access Um, a a portion of their wages um, through a a state-administered insurance program for up to 12 weeks should they take time off to welcome a new child into their family, to take care of a serious health condition, to care for a loved one with a serious health condition, for military families working through the deployment of a loved one or survivors of domestic violence seeking safety and security. You know, at the end of the day, as we've seen through this pandemic, People shouldn't be forced to give up their income in the face of an illness or a major life event. Yeah. Um, and elected officials, we can't solve every issue. We can't eliminate all pain or all loss, but we can make life a little bit easier for people when hard times hit. That's exactly what Senate Bill 1 would do. It sounds like it's the next step to the state's 2019 parental leave bill. That's right. Delaware um, several years ago passed paid parental leave for our state workers. Um, and when we did that, we, we championed our, our state as a state that was leading on leave. Um, and this is the, the natural next step to build on that progress, to join the now nine states plus D, D.C. with similar um, social insurance programs. And, you know, the reality is, is that this isn't just a compassionate policy. This isn't just a policy that, that helps families. This is also a smart economic policy, because right now, more and more larger employers are providing this benefit on their own dime, which puts small and medium-sized employers at a competitive disadvantage for talent because they can't keep up with those comprehensive benefits that larger employers are able to afford. 
And this type of, of state uh, administered insurance program is by far the most affordable and economical way to deliver this benefit, leveling the playing field between small and medium-sized employers and those large uh, multi-state corporations. Additionally, it helps Delaware compete for talent with more and more states providing this type of policy. Delaware is at a competitive disadvantage with places like New York or Washington State or Connecticut or DC, many other states that provide this benefit to workers. We should pass this policy so a working family can know that when they come to Delaware, they won't have to give up these benefits or they'll be able to be guaranteed these benefits. And that'll help us win that competition for talent as a state as well. And it'll also help alleviate some of the stress in terms of saving up those vacation days. I'm sure you've been in a situation maybe once or twice. I know I have where it's like, hey, I'm having this medical procedure, but now let me take a look at my vacation. Let me take a look at how many sick days I have. That's exactly right. And, and, and a lot of workers don't even have access to, to, to paid sick time or, or paid sick days or vacation time. And so, you know, they're forced to, 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 to put together, you know, through whatever they can, a little bit of savings over several years in order to afford something like this. And, and a lot of these life events are unpredictable. And so if you're diagnosed with cancer and you don't have paid time off, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're, you're left facing an impossible choice between your health and your ability to pay your rent, your ability to put food on the table. And that's an impossible choice no one should have to make. For me, it, it, it's really personal. I, I came to this issue as the caregiver to my husband during his battle with terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. And we were incredibly lucky to have both health insurance and employers that allowed us to, to keep our income while we focused on the full-time job of trying to save Andy's life, my husband's life. And a lot of people aren't that lucky. And it shouldn't be a matter of luck when it comes to being able to afford getting through cancer treatment, when it comes being able to being able to afford starting a family. Um, this should be a, a, a fundamental promise that we make to our residents, that when you start a family or when you face an illness, that we're going to help support you through it. What can we do to help support you? You know, are there organizations or people you would like to hear from? Can we get these letters rolling to sent to you or what what can we do to help you? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a legislator, I know I always love hearing from constituents um, and we certainly, certainly would love people to continue to reach out to their elected officials to let them know that they support Senate Bill 1, that Delaware needs to join the growing list of states with paid family and medical leave. The Delaware Cares Coalition is an organization of more than 50 groups here in Delaware, faith groups, racial justice, gender equity, health groups, small business owners, all working together to pass this smart and, and compassionate policy. Um, and so people should visit decares.org to find out more information about how they can get involved, how they can make sure that Delaware takes that next step and passes paid family and medical leave. That sounds good. I mean, ultimately, it, it's a win-win. It truly is for this state both the employer and the employee. That's exactly right. It is It is absolutely a win-win. Um, workers will be able to have that peace of mind to know that they won't have to go bankrupt when they face an illness or when they're trying to start a family. And employers will know that they can win that competition for talent and that they won't lose good, dedicated, skilled, experienced employees 
when those major life events occur. Because right now, without this policy, we're seeing a lot of people, particularly a lot of women, forced to leave the workforce entirely. And that means our economy and our businesses are losing out on their talent. And that's why in the states that have passed this, more than 90%, for instance, in California, more than 90% of businesses report that this policy had either no impact on their bottom bottom line or a positive impact on their bottom line. Mm -hmm. And small businesses were more likely than large businesses to report that positive impact on their bottom line. If we just look back at 2020, families were left scrambling to care for one another at the height of the pandemic. Exactly right. If, if, if there is one lesson that we have seen through COVID, it's that no one should be forced to give up their income in the face of an illness. And whether it's COVID or cancer, whether it's a global public health crisis or an individual health crisis, the same principle and the same needs apply. And that's why I think this policy is really at the heart of both our economic recovery from COVID and our public health recovery from COVID. Anything else you'd like to add? Maybe a take-home message for the audience? I just, I think at the end of the day, we need all of our voices um, to, to pass this kind of policy. Um, this is a policy that in some way, in some form or fashion, will impact everyone in our state at some point in their life, whether it's they're starting a family, whether it's they're diagnosed with an illness, whether it's they're caring for a family member with a serious health condition. At some point in our lives, every Delawarean will, will benefit from this type of program. And we need every Delawarean, we need every person who will benefit, who will be able to have that peace of mind when a major life event happens to reach out to their legislator and let them know that we need to pass Senate Bill 1. We need to make sure that we learn the lessons of this past crisis and move forward, not just recover, but as the president says, build back better from the COVID-19 pandemic. This policy is at the heart of that effort. We have another special guest with us, Amy Ronahan, a teacher who is also here to discuss Senate Bill 1. Welcome to Whip Count. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Now, Amy, you seem to support Senate Bill 1 because it's very similar to the 2019 parental leave bill that allowed you to take paid time off as a new mother. Yes, I've been incredibly fortunate. My first was born May of 2019, which was exactly almost one month um, after it was passed. And then I just had my second in um, February 2021. I understand the main reason why you waited to have your children was the concern of taking unpaid time off. Absolutely. So um, I am 32. And one of the honestly, one of the biggest reasons why my husband, who is also a teacher in the state of Delaware, wanted to wait was because we were trying to accrue enough sick time to hopefully mitigate the two thirds um, pay discrepancy with the previous um, leave requirements. So we were trying to figure out how can we afford to have a child as well as, you know, continue, you know, teaching, which we both love to do, but trying to figure out well, how, how exactly can we do this and afford to do this? So, um, what was great is that we had heard this was coming through the pipeline and, um, you know, we thought, well, at this point, we're both in our thirties, we'll start trying. And if it works, hopefully that would be fantastic. Um, and so thankfully the bill was passed and we were able to have our first and just the ability to <laughs> a, both of us being off for the same amount of time, just to bond with our baby, figuring out how to feed them through, through breastfeeding and things like that has been 
amazing. What about your husband? You're getting ready to go back to work, but can you tell us if he's taken advantage of parental leave yet? So the incredible thing about maternity leave through the state of Delaware currently is that um, for teachers, you do have to take it consecutively. So when my first was born, um, May 17th was exactly when my maternity leave started. And then I had 12 weeks of paid leave. My husband, who teaches um, band and choir, he was able to speak to HR and postpone that so that way he could still be in charge of um, the concert for his students. So they wouldn't need a sub who maybe didn't know what to do or how to kind of configure that. So he chose to take his 12 weeks after mine finished, um, which was amazing. For the second um, child, because <laughs> two um, babies is a whole different ballgame than one, we decided to take it at the same time. So um, he ended up taking it two weeks after um, my second child was born, however. So I go back to work on June 2nd, and then he'll return technically the very last day of the school year on our teacher and service day. So that way we're, we're covered for this school year and then can roll into daycare next year. It sounds like parental leave really worked for your family. What are your thoughts and what do you have to say about Senate Bill 1, paid family and medical leave, which would be for pretty much everyone to take off for a number of, of reasons? Um, I, I cannot say enough about it concerning my support. Um, if you look at, I mean, something that has been incredible is that for parental leave, you do need this time to bond with your infant. If you look on um, the CDC's website, what's really interesting is that, and I think goes a lot unnoticed, is that, you know, the the spouse who didn't have the child can have postpartum depression, which oftentimes goes unnoticed. So the fact that this bill would allow parental leave to continue when it comes to just that coverage is not only something that you're keeping the child in mind, but also the entire family unit as a whole. Um, because in order to keep that child fed, nourished, and you know alive, healthy, and happily, you need all parties to be on the same page. So the fact that this is you know hopefully coming to fruition is just incredible to me because you're able to then focus on the entire family and hopefully decrease some of the, the mental health overload that can come with starting a family. And it looks like you don't have to save your, your vacation days just in case your child gets maybe sick or something. Correct. I mean, that, that again, that was another huge indicator that <laughs> we probably won't be able to have children until this was passed the first round because, you know, it, those sick time, that, that sick time, I should say, can fly out the window. If your child has the flu, that's five days gone. Um, and you get 10 days a year as a public school teacher. So trying to figure that out, and thankfully, Delaware school teachers can can bank that, but you still can't use them consecutively without proper identification and support. So with this coming through, if, if the Senate bill does pass, this is just further showing support for families and for, you know, the betterment of the Delaware community as a whole. And to help our audience understand what you're faced with today, if a child, if your child got sick, right, longer than three days mm -hmm. as a teacher, what can you do? So right now as a teacher, the, the biggest thing is making sure that first you have the subplans ready, because even if your child is sick, you can't just like, it's not just taking off like, Hey, you know, I won't be able to be in there. It's done. No, you need to prepare those lessons. You need to not only prepare the lessons, but 
to a point that they're almost scripted. So that way, whatever subs coming in the building knows your students, knows what the IEP needs are, knows what 504 accommodations are, as well as what the actual, you know, pedagogical lesson plans that are following through entails. So it's not just you can just take off. So you have to make sure that all of that is prepped. Then um, it's also you as if you're not there because we have a sub a substitute teacher shortage, you're also making sure then what teacher is going to be put out if they have to cover for you. Um, you know, the, our subs are incredible, but unfortunately, we don't have enough of them. So the fact that if this lead comes through where, you know, if just all of those pieces that come into play, it's one less thing that as a teacher, I need to be worried or concerned about that I'm not going to also get docked pay, even though I need to put in all of those steps of planning and preparation, if that makes sense. What do you have to say to people who feel like paid family and medical leave benefits would be something that people would take advantage of? I think that one thing, it's hard to look past yourself. Um, This is something where, you know, our our family is complete with two children. We're very excited, but I'm still definitely uh, in support of and a proponent of, you know, this, this bill because it's going to benefit my community as a whole. It's going to benefit those who come after my children and the, the parents who are, are coming forward. And I want to support them in this endeavor. So something that I would say is that you need to look at the whole picture of your community. Who are you supporting and who is going to support you as you age? So this is something where, I mean, <laughs> paid parental leave, the you know, for example, the WHO and CDC both say that your child should be breastfed for the first six months. Breastfeeding is hard. Using formula is amazing. It is also hard to figure this stuff out. So if you can provide support for families, you're going to have children who have a better connection to their parents, who in turn have a better connection to their community, who in turn have a better connection to, I mean, the list goes on and on. This is almost like a a spider web network that we're able to create if this bill passes. So I understand that the the money component definitely throws people off or, you know, that that survivor bias of, well, I did this with my kids, so you don't need to. You really need to kind of shoulder that for now and look at that big picture because the more that we, I think, support our community, the better our community will become. And that's my end goal. Finally, we have Representative Deb Heffernan with us to wrap up the conversation on Senate Bill 1. Just want to pick your brain for a sec. When you became a legislator, what was the one thing that pushed you to do this job? What pushed me to being a legislator was to make things better for everyday Delawareans, especially um, those with disabilities, but those with just additional family um, obligations. So things that would make life better for everyday Delawareans. And that's why I believe that the paid parental leave for state workers really helped. And this is going to really up and improve quality of life for everyday Delawareans. And, And that was my goal was to do things that would help Um, every Delawarean in our state. So why do you think it's taken this long to even bring up something like this? I personally never knew that, not saying I'm 
young, but I'm I don't want to say I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> forget You're young. Forget <laughs> Forget I said that. You're young. But I just would have thought this would be a no-brainer for the state to have. I I think that we're realizing that um a benefit of being able to have your job work but also have the opportunity to care for a sick family member or to have time off if you are sick really came to the forefront during this pandemic. It shouldn't be something that's only available to high level employees in our state. It should be, we realize that this is so important. Like if someone is sick, they need to be able to take the time off so they don't get everybody else sick at their work. If their child or parent or loved one is sick, they need to be able to have that time to to care for that person so that, you know, and they can retain their job. Um, why did it take so long? I don't know. I think that with the paid parental leave for state employees, we knew that this would be a next step that we wanted to be able to have to make sure that everybody could have this benefit and be able to have access to it in a way that is meaningful and helpful to all of us. You know, it helps other employees at a job if people don't come in sick or if they're so distraught over caring for a sick family member that they're able to be a better worker. Yeah. It makes me think of all the times we as women, as just people, have gone to work knowing that we should be home to rest and to not infect others as well, right? Right. I mean, I have three kids that are now young adults, and, you know, there was a lot of times when, you know, you you have to think how busy I'm at work, do I need that paycheck, or does my child that's sick at home need me to stay home? Um, you know, I just think that everybody we can't make that such a hard decision for people and I think with this program from SB1 it will help small employers small businesses be able to offer this benefit in a way that is going to help them with paying paying for it mm-hmm Now, I just want to be, I want to play devil's advocate really quickly, right? Uh, Uh What what about the naysayers? Oh, people are going to just take advantage. What would you want to say to those folks? Well, I think that what I would say is, I think that is unlikely. We saw with the state program, we have not seen that happen. Other states that have put this in place have not seen that happen. I think that people are responsibly using paid family and medical leave to take care of their loved ones or their own health. And, and they're not, it's not being abused. And I think there's enough safeguards in the law to make sure in the proposed law to make sure that does not happen. Yeah. And it'll certainly feel good to not have to 
save up your vacation time for that just in case emergency. Cor- correct. And then I also think, you know, some people would say we can't afford to do this, to do SB1. I say we can't afford not to. And when we saw this with the pandemic this last year, how much of a hardship this was for people with health emergencies um, this way we're going to allow um, allow workers and small businesses and even larger businesses that don't have these type of programs to help their employees. I think it's going to make Delaware the destination to work. It's going to increase the amount of people we have working and it's going to be really good economically for Delaware because this is going to be the state where everybody wants to live and work. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to say I I look forward to SB1 passing and being able to phase in to to, um, work to help better the lives of so many Delawareans. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DEHouseDems, on Twitter at DEHouseDems, on Instagram also at DEHouseDems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.